the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 127 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 12. I'm Liam, and I'm 10. I'm doing the cool DJ thing. Yep, yeah, listen Liam's, to my sick beats. Yeah, Liam's drop, laying down some sick beats. Sick beats for the intro to uh, episode 127. With his uh, Launchpad app. So thank you for that, Liam. But yeah, we're back. Uh, we had a couple weeks off because of sickness and homework and other stuff. So um, yeah, we had a little mini episode drop just yesterday uh, introducing our friend Emma. Adorableness? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Emma, who is our three-year-old friend who is into and also unsure about Star Wars. Uh she likes it, but she's also afraid of Darth Vader and Stormtroopers, and, you know, Gosh, it's, so uh, cute. yeah, yeah, it was a fun little episode, so if you haven't given that a listen, uh, go back, it's only ten minutes long, And there's long, some so. pretty funny parts. Yep. So. Yep, she's pretty funny. Bones. Bones, yeah. <laughs> Chewbacca takes his fur off, and what's underneath? Bones. <laughs> oh. Makes sense. Uh, I like Leia. Because of her face. <laughs> she has a good she has face. A nice face. She has a nice yeah. face. <laughs> okay, what else? Uh, it was great. I watched that was a long time back ago when I was 15. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was pretty cute. We love that, Emma. So, uh, yeah. So, what are some of the Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to recently? Um, I started reading Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnston. Uh, really good so far, and uh, I'd probably be done with it by now if I had gotten it on ebook. But alas, I ordered the Sorry. actual physical book for Anna, who has not started <laughs> reading it you. yet. Thank so um, I'm reading Daddy. other stuff. But you have another book, but hopefully it'll be your next book? It will. Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe it'll be your spring break book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting further into it. It's really cool because it, it introduces all of her handmaidens that she had in uh, The Phantom Menace and maybe one or two new ones since then. No, I think all of them are the ones that she had in The Phantom Menace. And it's really cool because they all have individual personalities and they're all, you know, of course, of real course they are, right? People. They're all real people and uh, with real desires and wants. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really a cool book so far. So... I'm looking forward to getting more into that. Uh, we got a voicemail from a listener named Isaiah a while ago, and uh, this is the first time that we've recorded a proper episode since we got that voicemail. Uh, I think the the last like full length episode that we had was the big science museum one that we did. So mm, we didn't put it in that one. Or of course not. So uh, before the science museum one. I think we got it shortly after we did the science museum episode. So oh. anyway, let's listen to this voicemail from Isaiah. Hello, this is Isaiah from Vancouver, Washington. I am a huge fan. I have been listening for about two years, um, since about episode 70, or I don't know if that was the second year or the third year, but from about episode 70 from there on. I also have an awesome Jar Jar Binks voice that my dad says is annoying. I don't know exactly what I'm going to say for it, but I'm just going to say something and see how it turns out. Um, 
Mr. Jaja, Mr. Clumsy. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Um, I also have a joke for the question and answer council. The joke is, um, what do you, what would you call Darth Vader if he was a snake? Darth Adder. Well, bye. <laughs> His Jar Jar voice is really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you're not saying anything about the joke, Liam? It's no. all right. It's all right because you know. I didn't uh, really know what an adder was. <laughs> what an adder is? The yeah. Joke. Yeah. So it wasn't um, as funny to us, but I'm sure it would have been more funny <laughs> if we knew what an adder was. Well, I think it, it carries on the grand tradition of of jokes for yes. our podcast that it does need to be explained in order yes. to be funny. <laughs> so thank you so much for the voicemail, Isaiah. Um, I just. You know, he's been listening for two years, and this is the first we've heard from him. So mm-hmm. it's really nice to just kind of hear. I mean, we know that people are listening. I can see the numbers, and, uh, you know, I know you're out there, people, but we love to hear from you. So uh, anyone can send us a voicemail on speakpipe.com slash children of the force, or you can just record on your voice memo app and uh, email it to forcechildren at gmail.com right from your or phone. Or if you Easy. don't want us... So you're your voice for whatever reason. You can just send an email, us an email, saying what you want to say. That too, of course. So thank you so much again, Isaiah, for the voicemail. We loved hearing from you. And uh, yeah, it was a really good Jar Jar. Yes, it was. It was awesome. Yeah, I have a a correction from an episode that we, the episode we did before the Science Museum episode. I said that Rune Hako said, now there are two of them. In the Phantom Menace, I was wrong. That was actually Newt Gunray. Uh, I was reaching there for uh, mm-hmm. for the obscure character that I yep, didn't need to reach for. Yeah, everybody knew that you missed that and got it wrong. Everybody. I think when people listen, no, well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they thought, oh, that's Rune Hako who says that. Well, I don't want them to think that. I don't want. I mean, I would feel horrible if someone went around thinking that Rune Hako says now there are two of them instead of Newt Gunray. <laughs> if that was my fault, if someone lives there, <laughs> I get your point, but that's hilarious. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. I wouldn't feel horrible. <laughs> But you feel bad that you gave someone wrong information. Well, I just, I like when I listen to myself and when I listen to the episode, right? I I hear things. If I hear something that's wrong, it really bothers me because I'll be like, wait a second, that wasn't. That's not right, is it? No, look like, it up. I'm like, oh, I'm wrong. Like when my my school, when wow. you take a test. Star Wars? Yeah. Like when at school, when you take a test mm-hmm. and you don't get a good grade on it, you can go back and revise it and do it again. At your school? Yes. At my school. Yeah. Um, and I got a good grade. It wasn't above average, but mm-hmm. it was like average. And there were questions that were wrong. And I knew how to make them right again. But I couldn't revise it and get a better grade than I already had. Mm. And I was so mad because I was like, I know what the answers are. I just want to take it again so I can get a perfect 100% score on it. And you could. And I couldn't. But you just. There was no point to. Oh. There was no point to. But you could have. No, she wouldn't have let me. Okay. Okay. All right. It was really annoying. And I was so mad. I was Mm. like, But you know what? We. We should strive for perfection and realize that we will never attain it. Sure. Right? So, but you know what? I I think that corrections are important. Then when I I'm wrong, crushed. W- no, strive for it. 
No, but understand that you won't attain it, right? Don't expect it. Don't strive. Well, why would somebody strive for, for something that they know they're not going to get? Because when you strive for perfection, then what you get is... Is almost perfection. Well, no, or it's better than what you would get if you just strived for mediocrity. Right? Yes. Yeah, there we go. So... Just so you know, it's a kid podcast. And a lot of people don't know... Mediocrity. mediocrity. Mediocre like again. It's like middle, so. basically. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Uh, no, this seems like forever ago, but we watched that Star Wars Always video. Remember that? Star Wars Always? It was uh, edited by Topher Grace and uh, Jeff Yorks. Topher Grace is a somewhat famous actor. Um, really cool video that stitches together oh, yeah. all of the Star Wars movies and and kind of just makes you feel good about the entire saga. And not that, you know, I don't already, but, you know, it's kind of nice to see, like, everything in one place. And it's really well edited, and uh, I think I'll post that video up on the website. I want to watch it again. I know, I know. We should watch it again. It's like eight minutes or something. It's or maybe not. No, not that long. But it's pretty long. It's pretty long, but it's fun to watch, Uh, and and gives you all the the fuzzy feelings in your belly. Uh, Feels like dramatic scenes. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah. I like watching dramatic stuff. Yep, me too. A Star Wars thing that we just did, we just finished doing, was watching the season finale of Resistance. And I don't think we're going to talk about it here because of spoilers and just in case someone hasn't seen it and they still want to see it. I can say, pretty cool. It was good. Yeah. Yes. Well done. It was very well done. Well done. Uh, you know, a little... probably put a spoiler alert before that. No, just no. in case people didn't want to know it was good. It was good. <laughs> there was... Uh, you know, a little bit that was sad, yeah. heartbreaking, a little bit, um, but mostly triumphant. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, triumphant tragedy for those who are doing history day this year. <laughs> yeah, for all you <laughs> history day people. Yeah, the theme was triumphant tragedy. I'm sure there are people who listen to this who did history day. Yeah, I'm sure history there day are. projects. It's a it's a Is national thing. From, right? Yeah, maybe it is national. Your school who have done it. Maybe yeah, even kids from your school. That's true. Um, yeah, so. It was a good finale, and I think it's not a spoiler to say that I hope that we see or hear from these characters in Episode Nine. Same. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, and that's all we're going to say about it right now. Yep. Because so, we're probably going to give you spoilers if you keep on talking. Probably. So yep, yep, yep. Next we'll thing. Stop. Next thing. Uh, we are taking part in Star Wars Creature Madness Two. Which uh, is being put together by Danny Pirtle uh, on Twitter. And if you just search for Danny and Star Wars Creature Madness, you'll find it. Um, hashtag SWCM2. Uh, it's already underway, so you can't fill out a bracket anymore. You know, this is like March Madness, which is a big college basketball thing where you fill out the bracket. You find out, you know, you, you say who you think is going to win the whole thing, you know, and then you bet a little bit of money, and then the winner gets all the money from everybody who's in your pool, and... Um, anyway, so Star Wars Creature Madness is like that, but with, uh, you know, what are your favorite creatures in Star Wars? And no money betting. And no money, but there's a little bit of prizes. So it's been really fun, and, uh, I'm really just happy that Danny did it again. He didn't do it last year, but he did it in 2016, and, uh, he actually reached out to us, because I, I missed it, that he was doing it, and he reached out and said, hey, I remember your kids really enjoying this last time, would you like to do it again? And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, I just didn't see it 
because I am usually absent on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just not a good Twitterer. Uh, That's a word. Yeah, Twitterer. Yep. It's not a word. Yeah, Twittery? Twitterist? Twitterist. Twitterist. Yeah. I like Twitterist. <laughs> All right. Well, sound like tourist. We have had uh, we have like three, four weeks worth of news to get to. Uh, so let's head on over to it. Uh, All right. So we do not have a title for episode nine yet, and at this rate, we're not going to get it until celebration, which I'm totally okay with. Um, but the fact that we don't have one yet brings up uh, four questions. One. Why does it matter that we don't have a title yet? Uh, the answer is it doesn't. Question number two. Uh, <laughs> well, let's talk about the question number two. Okay. Why do people care so much? Whether or not we have a title. Because it's easier to talk about. And you get accustomed to the title and mm. it's just nice. Yeah, okay, okay. Liam? Because it means there'll be a trailer. You think so? <laughs> if you get a... Well, we know we're going to get a trailer. Yeah. But usually the title comes before the trailer. Like, we knew Avengers was called Endgame months before we ever saw a trailer for Endgame. Yeah. Oh, spoilers, it's called Endgame. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Wow. Is it possible that the title is going to give away something that they don't want to give away until we see the trailer? Mm, probably not. Is it possible that they just haven't named it yet? And Yeah, that's possible. And they're going to... What if we don't even get the title with the trailer? What if it just says episode 9? Oh, that would be annoying. <laughs> that would be... Uh, there would be a little bit of uh, angry fan uh, stuff going on yes. there. I think so, if they did yeah, that. You'll get haters. But, you know, J.J. loves his mystery box. J.J. Abrams loves his mystery box. That means he keeps the stuff in the box until you get to actually see it. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we don't have the title yet. But, you know, he's going to get to be on the stage at Celebration when they first show the trailer, and then they're going to have the title. At the end of that trailer, it's going to say what the title is. So not only is J.J. going to get to watch a room full you know, of thousands of people watch the trailer for the first time, but also to see the title for the first time. And how special is that? I mean, how cool is that? You know? And the whole world is going to get to experience it at the same time as everybody at Celebration, because it's going to be live-streamed. Uh, and, all over and then, TV. And then it'll be, the Everywhere. trailer will be on YouTube. Well, it'll be on YouTube, but then the trailer itself will be on YouTube, and everyone can watch it anywhere they want, whenever they want, right away. Right? Mm -hmm. So, I think it's smart, and I think, you know, it's really, it's kind of a gift to people who go to Celebration. Oh even yes. though you can watch it anywhere. You know, you don't I'm have thinking, to be at Celebration to watch it. Right. I understand that. I'm yeah. thinking, like... Wouldn't it feel so good yeah. to get all that off your shoulders for everyone to be able to experience to just click that one button? Yeah. The the last button that releases the trailer to the whole world. <laughs> so everybody can see it. You mean like the person at Lucasfilm who says yes. post to YouTube? Like the last <laughs> button. Yeah. You click that <clears throat> and it feels so good. You know what? We should try to we should find out who at Lucasfilm clicks that button that posts the video to YouTube? I bet they feel amazing. And 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 try to interview, try to hook up with them at, at Celebration, try to interview them. Wouldn't that be cool? 
Yes. That's a great so idea. Awesome. That's a great. And I mean, like, like I never even thought about that person. Important. Right. So they're, it'd be they're, just, they're the digital yeah, media person, right. you know. Like I never even but thought right. about that, Liam. But like, how huh. do you? They must have just like a moment of pure right. joy. Right. Before they press that, I am making it so everyone can uh-huh. see this brand new yeah. Star Wars trailer. Uh huh. That must feel yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 yeah like. I this is what I do if I were them. I click the button, and I jump up and scream and go, "Yeah, I did that!" <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Or I click the button though, I'd be like, I "Do deep breathing, <laughs> deep breathing." Close my eyes, click. Yeah. Wait for like five seconds, in silence, <laughs> and then just jump up and scream <laughs> and jump around. Oh, you guys! You guys have never posted anything online, so. <laughs> What, what I would do is I would yeah. click the button that says post. Then I would refresh instantly to make sure it did post. Then I would hit play and watch the entire thing to make sure there's no problems with it. Then I would jump up and down and celebrate. Because <laughs> what if something went wrong? You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like the file's corrupted or something. Like halfway through it just cuts out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So. It'd be horrible. Back to the title. Why do people care so much? I think people just want it because they want it. Question number three. When did loving movies become hating studios and creators and harassing them every chance you get on social media? You know what? Recently. Yeah. We love movies. That doesn't mean we get to go on Twitter. And when when J.J. Abrams, you know, uh, posts something about... Uh, Ava DuVernay's documentary or movie about um, some black people. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. On Twitter, JJ posts something about his friend Ava DuVernay, who did, she was the director of uh, uh, Wrinkle in Time. Oh. And she has a movie coming out about uh, some black men who were wrongfully accused of murder and put on death row, meaning they were going to be executed. And then, uh, it was found out that they didn't actually do it. Um, and there was no reason for anyone to think they did it except for that they were black. And anyway, really heady stuff. Um, but JJ said something about how happy he is for his friend and for that. She made this important movie and what were 90% of the comments on his tweet. When are we getting the title? You know, it's just like, I'm so sick of these people who just, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. Like just JJ Abrams is a person and he's not like, he doesn't work for you. They just start off poking at someone and then they start punching at someone and then that person actually gets hurt. Well, their feelings get hurt. Yeah, of course. Of course. That happened to Ryan Johnson after the last Jedi, you know, that happened to, that happened to Kelly Marie Tran after the last Jedi, you know, like people just, they just, ah, uh, just stop it. Which brings up question number four. Am I an old man and do I want you off my lawn? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I am an old man and I want these kids off my lawn. Get off JJ's lawn. Get off Kelly Marie Tran's lawn. Go do something else Get with your life. Everyone's uh. lawn. Do something better with your life than hating and putting in yes. hate notes. Let's like- bring positivity into the world. Bring, don't do something. Like, go ahead and work at a gas station. I don't care. Just stop (laughs) hating on people. We have enough negativity as it is. Because you want to know what we do when they do that? 
We dab on them haters. <laughs> so anyway, I just, I don't know. That's not really news, but I, I wasn't sure where else to put that. And I'm just bothered by, I don't even know. I mean, I'm not even sure if these people are fans of Star Wars. I think they're just people who want to just like join in the the game of harassing creators of movies. I just, like, I'm all for like legitimate criticism. Uh, for example, J.J. Abrams in uh, After the Force Awakens, he said, and we talked about this on episode, oh, I don't remember what, an episode a long time ago, that he said that he uh, would like, he thinks that there should be uh, LGBTQ characters in Star Wars soon, right? That this uh-huh. should happen. Like, it should be obvious, they should be like there. Finn and because, Well, maybe, right? And, like, he said it. And this was before he knew he was directing episode nine. He said it Poetry. in 2016. Then there's probably going to be those well, I'm hoping he, right. I mean, is he going to follow through and actually do it? Cause he said it should happen. I hope so, so, you know, if he doesn't, I'm going to be disappointed. And I might yeah, say, I won't say something to him, but I might say something, you know, to, to us privately, to the, not on this podcast because I'm, of my bad. Well, no. I might say something to the internet, saying, you know, here's this thing that JJ said, and it didn't happen, and I'm disappointed. I think it's a valid criticism, right? Yeah. I'm not yeah. bringing negativity into the world. I'm trying to make the world less negative by having more inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Criticism is not negativity, right? Yeah. It's, it's so a lot of times it's trying to bring things up and point out where we can do better, right? That's okay. Be but specific. this is a title. It's a movie title. Who be cares? Be specific with your criticism. Right. And try yes. to help. Be specific, uh-huh. be helpful, and be kind. With your criticism. Yeah. And those are things, those those are not mutually exclusive things. You can have kind criticism. Mm-hmm. Right? That those That's not a... Yeah, those don't cancel each other out. Right. Right. All right. Well, almost all of the news, actually. I mean, even though we haven't recorded for a long time uh, we haven't recorded the news at least almost all of it is celebration news these days um but we did get a huge dump of info about galaxy's edge a few weeks ago and uh most of that like really good coverage i would say either go to nerdist or entertainment weekly and just search for galaxy's edge they have photos they have really great information um but I just wanted to go over a few things with you kids because eventually I'm hoping we are going to go to this. Uh, so highlights for me: number one, the Hondo animatronic. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, go to so our bad. website, uh, childrenwiththeforce.com. I'll link that web uh, that video in there. And Hondo Anaka, the character from the Clone Wars and Rebels, and uh, soon to be Galaxy's Edge character. Um, he looks amazing he looks real he's an alien whose face looks real when he talks and it's an animatronic and it's kind of freaky it's not just like the jaw dropping down right it's like actually looks like a mouth would when the mouth is talking the cheeks move his hands move when he talks his hands his fingers move and yeah it's like you know like when people talk they usually make hand signs for it he does that Mm mm-hmm that's called gesticulating. And, they, yeah. and he moves his fingers. Yeah. And his fingers, when he moves, they look just right. normal. 
like normal fingers. And Hondo's a very expressive person. Hondo, you know, like just say Hondo, and your hand has to go up, you know, like Hondo. <laughs> you know, so Hondo. like no, that was very hard. Hondo, <laughs> much easier. Hondo. That was great podcasting. So the first time your hand didn't yes. go up, yeah, and the second time it I, did. <laughs> I thought that was kind of implied. Implied. Okay. All right. So anyway, Hondo Onaka's animatronic is mind blowing. Uh, my second highlight. Strano Cookie Tugs, who is the chef in Moscanata's Castle in oh, The Force Cookie Awakens. Dugs. Cookie, yeah, I think we know Cookie. Cookie uh, he has his very own restaurant in Black Spire Outpost on Batu. He runs Docking Bay 7 Food and Transport. So it's like this ship that basically is docked on top of this building. And among other things, among many other things, Cookie cooks Felucian Garden Spread. Which is vegan meatballs with herb, herb hummus, tomato, cucumber, relish, and pita bread. That sounds oh, that, that that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. He also uh, makes a dish called Ithorian Garden Loaf, which is vegan meatloaf served with roasted vegetable mash, seasonal vegetables, and mushroom sauce. Oh my gosh, I love this guy. <laughs> go go vegan cookie stuff. Go so, cookie. Yeah, <laughs> cookie dogs. What was he chopping cookies in Moscow? Uh, I, I don't. Was he baking cookies? Like, in I'm or? gonna chop cookies with this big no. cleaver. Yeah. He he's has, a, he has a, like a butcher yeah. knife, <laughs> and he's chopping cookies with his butcher knife. <laughs> Who knows what cookies means in Star Wars? And yeah, anyway. it could mean like meat loaf sure. or something. Good, yeah, Nerf cookies. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, I expressed my joy at this on Twitter, and Amy Ratcliffe, who was uh, the person who did all the reporting for Nerdist, and she got to experience Galaxy's Edge. Uh, she told me that the vegan meatballs are quote no joke. She got to try them, and she said they Ooh, were really good. Nice. So, and uh, also on at Galaxy's Edge, there's going to be blue milk and green milk. It's all vegan. It's all plant based. Yes. Milk. Yep. Which I, makes so much this, sense. Yeah, I know. I am I'm gonna okay. Cry. I am so happy that <laughs> us being vegan uh, isn't gonna take away from trip. this trip. <laughs> right. Right. This is awesome. I love this. Yeah, it's really cool. I know what's awesome. What's awesome? I've never... I've been thinking about the blue milk there and not waiting to try it. Yeah. I never thought about it not being vegan. Oh, really? I never thought about that until now when I heard it was vegan. Oh, you just assumed But now I am so happy I can get to try it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, pretty cool. it's going to taste. It's going to be like a a milkshake, I think. Yeah. Really good. I think it's just going to taste like soy milk. Uh, Except blue. Yeah, I don't think so. It's no. going to be sugary. It's, it's going to be, be different. <laughs> like a, yeah, I don't know. I and don't then know. we can decide if we think green milk is better or blue oh, milk. Oh, yeah, we can we can compare. Uh, I'm yeah. going to like blue mm. milk. Yeah, well, so green milk comes from the Thalus Irons, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I mean, at least. Oh, my gosh, stop knows. talking. This is going to ruin it. But this is going to ruin it. This is going to ruin it. No, but it's, they're vegan Thalus Irons, apparently. <laughs> 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 Just because something that's vegan <laughs> produces... Actually, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. No, cows eat grass. And, yeah, cows no, I sense. thought you meant like yeah. the thalassians are vegan. Like, they're not... They're, they're not they're... dietary vegan, oh. but they're vegan. Like, they're like plant-based. <laughs> like, you can eat them because they're, they're plants. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, yeah, plant milk. That's like soy milk and almond yeah. milk. We do oh, drink, wait, that we makes do sense. drink plant oh, milk. Oh, my gosh, I'm so confused. <laughs> wow. Anyways, and on. You think you're confused. Think about all the listeners who aren't vegan <laughs> and don't think about this on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, and thus ends Vegan's Corner at Children of the Forest. All right, and that's, let's get back to Star Wars. All right, now. Number three, the Millennium 
Millennium Falcon ride will have porgs. Also, a life-size Millennium Falcon, which you can go in. <laughs> uh, yes, and the, li- the line is going to weave through Hondo's business, which is called Onaka Transport Solutions, which is basically a smuggling business, uh, I think. The ship is in Hondo's care after The Last Jedi. Uh-oh. So Hondo has the ship because it's getting repaired on Batuu after The Last Jedi. So, like, this... this you know, Galaxy's Edge is canon. So like, what you're, th- what happens when you're there, is kind of canon. It takes place at a certain time well, they make it all in the story. Canon, that's isn't smart. it cool? That's, yeah, that's creative at yeah, how yeah. they fit everything in. So I wonder if we're going to see them go to Batu to get the ship fixed Ooh. in Episode Nine, or will we get to see them pick, pick it, up it up from Batu? And like, will Hondo be there? Could we see Hondo in episode nine? Oh my nine? gosh, that would be awesome! That'd be so cool. Uh, yeah. So then, um, yeah. So the line goes into the Falcon, and you get to wait. So like, when you're waiting for the ride, because the ride itself takes place in the cockpit, you just get to wait in the Dejeric room and just sit down at the Dejeric table, and you're just waiting in there for your ride to start. In awesome. the room where Luke trains with the trainer and awesome. Han says, uh, you know, uh, mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. <laughs> and where he says, it's true. All of it. Right. It's all true. You want to know, I just thought about a scene yeah. from episode nine. It could be mm-hmm. like Ray and Chewie. They're, you already said this part, but mm-hmm. Ray and Chewie go to pick up the ship yeah. from Hondo. Yeah. And... Chewie just walks up to Hondo and go, and's like, "Hey, bro, what's up?" And gets the ship. Like they're friends. Oh, yeah. That'd well, they know so each other. Cool. I think. I think they've known each other. Yeah. There's a there's a book. Uh, one of those flight to the Falcon books. I can't remember which one. What it's called, with Hondo in it. I think Hondo and Chewie <laughs> have met. So. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, all right, uh, fourth thing that I'm really happy about, uh, Savvy's Workshop. So here's from the story. Uh, it says, Galaxy's Edge is set loosely in the time after The Last Jedi. It's not a popular time to be a Jedi enthusiast, because, of course, the First Order is ruling now, basically. Uh, but Savvy is. He owns Savvy's Workshop and uses scraps of lightsabers and fragments from the Jedi's past Who's to work... He? This is the person who owns the workshop. Uh, and he's working with his gatherers to pass along the art of crafting a lightsaber. He wants to keep the spark of hope alive and inspire everyone to be heroes like the Jedi. Wait, I'm confused. So this is basically the place where you can go and build your lightsaber at Savvy's workshop. And he Who's has... Who's though? It doesn't say who he is. Savvy. The name, Savvy. That's his. That's his name. He owns Savvy's workshop. Yeah. Savvy oh, owns Savvy's, Savvy's workshop. workshop. The name of the of the shop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, so. his workshop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it says it's uh, it's this is this is part experience guided by Savvy's gatherers and part retail. So like you're buying it, right? But it starts with you picking your story: peace and justice, which are Jedi-inspired lightsaber pieces; power and control, which is Sith-inspired lightsaber pieces. Elemental nature, which are nature-inspired, or protection and defense, which are ancient lightsaber pieces. Um, so, ancient. so like you get to kind of decide who you're going to be, and then oh, your crystal color is going to be based on that, and your hilt and your blade, and 
it's super cool and it's going to cost a ton of money. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to do it. Well, we'll see. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about building our own lightsaber. If we go to galaxy's edge, we're going to have to budget, you know, but we'll see. Maybe as a family, we can build one family lightsaber. (laughs) I can pick the crystal. You can pick the hilt and I can pick the, the blade style, you know, Oh, no, Liam, you're shaking your head no? Okay, no. that's all right. No, that's so, uh, so, yeah, those are just a few of the things that I'm really excited about. Uh, there's so much more out there about Galaxy's Edge. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to get there at some point in our lives. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, it's opening May 31st, which is right around the corner at Disneyland in California, and August 29th at Hollywood Studios in Florida. All right, last bit of news. I was watching this video with Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal, and they're answering... Is, uh, isn't Pedro Pascal the Mandalorian? Yep, he's the Mandalorian. And uh, they were answering questions. Uh, this is one of those, like, uh, where they answer the Internet's most searched oh, questions. Those, those cool. auto-complete kind of questions. Um, it was really funny to watch, and you could tell they really Can get along, and they're it? friends. Yeah, I think we could. Um, but there's this little bit that I thought was really interesting. Let's listen to this little bit. Is Pedro Pascal? <laughs> is Pedro Pascal? Is Pedro Pascal the Mandalorian? Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. You're welcome. I convinced him to do it. So Oscar Isaac, according to Oscar Isaac, convinced Pedro Pascal to do the Mandalorian, which I think is really cool. Whoa, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes me wonder if we could see Poe and the Mandalorian at the same time. Poe would be a lot younger because the Mandalorian takes Is place. Was it, didn't Poe get, wasn't Poe like a child when um, the de- second Death Star was blown up? Uh, Poe... Or was he... He was. He was a, oh, t- like okay. a toddler. I yeah, think that's he was like what a I year, thought. A year or two old, I think. No, that's what I thought. Oh my gosh. It's just Poe sitting outside. Goo goo gaga. Explosion. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't on Endor. But yeah. He was, he was actually on Yavin 4. Oh, if he was on end there, yeah. he'd be like, Google. Stay on target. What? Stay on target. All right, so let's head on over to the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer council. So on our episode before the Big Science Museum interview episode, we answered a question from Mikal about what story choice we would change in Star Wars if we could. And uh, Liam, you chose Obi-Wan dying instead of Qui-Gon in episode one, just to see how that story would change. Yeah. Uh, Anna, you said Padme doesn't die giving birth. Which now I like that even more. Mm, we'll talk about now, it. We'll talk about okay, it. We'll talk, okay. We're going to get there. Uh, and I said that I wish Padme had more to do in episode two and three and was more of a, a character on her own instead of like a supporting character. And, uh, and of course with the question and answer council, whenever we get one, whenever someone asks the question, uh, they are the last ones to then answer the question. So we said that we wanted to hear McCall's answer and she delivered, uh, here is her email. I'm going to read her answer to her own question. 
I recently finished listening to your four-year anniversary episode. Oh, yeah, remember that? That was our four, fourth oh, anniversary yeah. episode, uh, which was charming as always. Oh, thank you. In terms of what plot decision I would change in Star Wars, well, hold on to your hats because I have thoughts. I definitely think that Padme, that giving Padme a greater role with more agency, and do you kids know what agency means? Kind of like okay. government control? Not, not in not this quite, instance. Not no. in this instance. Uh, so I was kind of searching. I was trying to find a good definition of agency because I couldn't think of how to say it on my own. And I came upon a definition by the one and only Chuck Wendig, the author awesome. of the aftermath, author of the aftermath trilogy. And he has a great definition on his blog, Terrible Minds. And what? his definition, <laughs> yeah, that's the name of his blog, Terrible Minds. His definition is character agency is to me a demonstration of the character's ability to make decisions and affect the story. This character has motivations all her own. She is active more than she is reactive. She pushes on the plot more than the plot pushes on her. Even better, the plot exists as a direct result of the character's actions. The story exists because of the character. The character does not exist because of the story. Oh. Does that make sense now? They, they, they're oh. doing things, right? They're, they're affecting the plot. Instead sense. of being affected by the plot. Alright, so, back to McCall's email. I definitely think that Padme, that giving Padme a greater role with more agency is most important and, uh, and top of the list. I could stop there, but eh, let's keep going. I would also change the central romance of the story to an unacted-upon love between Obi-Wan and Padme. Two people dedicated to important, lonely lives of too much responsibility and bound increasingly together by political circumstance? It's perfect. In my PG-13 version, Anakin is actually allowed to be the sulky, angry, illogical teenager that the prequels pretend he isn't. And when Obi-Wan finally breaks off the emotional affair with Padme, she engages in a brief and furious fling with Anakin. Yay, twins. So that's where the twins come from. This puts Padme in a position close enough to both Anakin and Obi-Wan to be actively involved in the final confrontation as an emotional participant and a negotiator without all the ridiculousness of her being drained of her spine because love. I haven't seen Revenge of the Sith in a few years, so this may not all match up perfectly, but it works in my head. Another important piece of this version is that there is absolutely no reason for Padme to die at the end of Re Revenge of the Sith. Anna? Exactly! She might or might not go into labor because of Anakin's violence, but either way, it is a woman determined to fight the evil in front of her who gets back on her feet after having the twins. As I imagine it, Padme does, does give both Luke and Leia up for adoption for their safety, but often visits her allies on Alderaan in her fight against the Empire. Hence... Leia's vague, but not force-explainable, I'm sorry, memories of her mother. I will concede that Padme does have to have died within a few years of Revenge of the Sith, but there's no reason why she couldn't have gone out fighting the good fight in a quietly revered blaze of glory in the gap between the trilogies. So, that's Mikhail's answer. is about like the the Padme Anakin and Obi-Wan like yeah. love triangle yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. I don't really get what she's saying there so that Obi-Wan and, and Padme would be the the main romantic thing that happens and then they decide that they can't do that and they kind of break it off and then Padme and Anakin end up getting together oh for just a brief time 
right? Uh-huh. Maybe not getting married. I mean, I think that's kind of what she's talking about, PG-13, because, like, yeah, that's a little more... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, more of that than, I, than, yeah. the, than the prequels really kind of let on, you know? Um, but it would, it would make sense. And I think, you know, um, in... I think in early drafts of the prequels, you know, George Lucas was... You know, he was toying with the idea that Padme and Obi-Wan would have a thing, you know? And I think that there is something there, actually. There actually is something there, I think. Yeah, me too. I think Anakin is jealous. He thinks that there might be something between Padme and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. You know, Obi-Wan was here, wasn't he? You know, like, I think he is suspicious. He is... He's got that paranoid mind that thinks, you know, Padme belongs to him and she can't talk to anybody else. Exactly. You know, like, it's just awful. Ugh. I just hate Anakin Oh, he's sometimes. just the worst, especially in episode three and two. Ugh. Why couldn't he just stay a little boy? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Anna, you were alluding to this. Uh, yes. That even more so now you want Padme to have lived because Amy Wishman's fanfic, her ficlet, uh, which was so great, and we will link to that on our website. So she write this, wrote this awesome fanfic about amazing. Grandma Padme. Yeah, and, her and grandson how she ben. changed her Ben's opinion yeah. for the greater good. Right. How like if and Ben would have had Padme as a grandma, how could things have been different? And oh, it was trust me, it was way better than what actually happened. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say, I think even more so that. Hmm. Because Amy convinced me. She convinced me that if Padme survived, she would have a big impact on Ben's life mm-hmm. for the better. Yeah. So now I think even more that I really wish Padme wouldn't have died in childbirth. Right. I mean... It makes for a good story. It's hard to say how the story would be different, of course. Right. But yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it was just a really sweet and well-told story where uh, Padme lets little Ben dress try up in her gowns her clothes. It's so cute. and try on her, her makeup and stuff because yeah. he's interested in that. And her high heels and stuff. And her, yes, her high heels. And then uh, as he grows up, you see kind of snippets of, of his life and her and how she supports him when he decides he doesn't want to go and train with Luke. He says he doesn't want to and she says... I'm proud of you for making that decision and being who you want to be. Uh, and, and she helps him through the feeling like he has darkness because she can tell him all about Anakin and And completely fine with his homosexuality (laughs) and is completely, completely (laughs) fine with his, I I believe bisexuality. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Cause I think at one point he's with Poe and And then then later I think he's he's with with Ray if I read that correctly, but anyway, very good. Correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, just really, really sweet story. And it really talks, of, it really, I think, says so much about how when we nurture the people our kids are, are, instead of trying to make them who we want them to be or who we think we want them to be, um, things end that up can make, so much better. Yeah, it can make all the difference, right? Yeah. You might have an idea of what you want your kids to be. But when that doesn't happen, and invariably it will not, <laughs> um, you support who they are and see the good in that and celebrate that. 
you know? So, so yeah. So thank you for that story, Amy. Uh, I actually read that out loud in, on a car trip, a short car trip to you kids and your mom. Amazing. And I think we oh all, we all, so much. Yeah. For, Amazing. For, like having the courage and that's actually a big thing to have the courage to post that. Yeah. And put it out to the world. Right. But I'm glad you did, because it was amazing. I'm always, yeah. like, I'm always starting stories yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I never finish them, though. <laughs> exactly. I always start stories. Or either I start a story, I write, like, a few pages of it, and then I never write anything again. Or I have an idea for a story, and I just never start it, because I don't remember right after, like, a day. Mm, and Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well... You know, um, I think Amy's a good example of, you know, just writing that story and putting it out there and, yeah. and seeing, and people like you've affected us. We are, we've been affected by that story. Yeah. I will never forget reading that story. I don't think I, you know what I mean? Either. And so thank you, Amy, for sharing that with the world. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, thank you again to McCall other for, uh, oh, I'm sure I know other people do. Uh, there was, she got a very positive response on Twitter. To that story, Good. and uh, you got a positive response on Twitter. No did, less. Did, did you <laughs> get? Did no you get any haters no for saying Ben was? No, fine? no, 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 no. Not that I saw. No. Okay, good. Yeah. And nobody asked her when the title was going to come out. <laughs> All right. Well, I see your mom pulling up uh, from work, and it's Monday nights. We're going to record sorry. the rest of this podcast episode tomorrow, and there won't be much more to it. But we're going to uh, sign off right now, and we'll be back through the magic of podcasting in mere seconds with the rest of our episode. This is my Star Wars celebration. This is my Star Wars celebration. Do, 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 do. All right, so we're back. It's Tuesday, and we're on to Celebration News. Yeah, so on Saturday at Celebration, there's going to be a Rebels Remembered panel. So they announced some new panels here, and uh, they said... When they talked about these new panels, they said in the Rebels panel, they will not be announcing a new show. <laughs> they came out and Aww. said it. Like, we're not going to get any announcement about, uh, you know, Ahsoka, a new... Sabine. A new Ahsoka. Finding Rezfa. Exactly. Re- finding Rezfa. Finding Rezfa, yes. <laughs> finding Ezra. Rezfa Ridger. Yep. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but it's going to be a cool panel nonetheless. Uh, Dave Filoni will be there, of course. Vanessa Marshall, Tia Sarkar, Taylor Gray, so all of Hera, them. Basically, Sophie, all of them I think will be there. Oh, really? And Ezra, I think I think Freddie Prince Jr. will be there. Yeah, I think a lot, almost all of them will be there. Dad. Yep. Okay. Yeah, probably him dad. too. That's funny. I can't think of his name right now. Me neither. Totally blanking, but he also plays like Wolverine and. Um, Steve Blum, Steve Bloom, Steve Bloom, Steve Blum, Steve Blum, Steve Blum, B-L-U-M, Blum, Blum. All right. Anyway, uh, also, um, on Saturday, April 14th, there's going to be a, uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars panel, and we're going to get an exclusive sneak peek at things to come, which probably means the first episode of the new season of the Clone Wars. Awesome. Yep. And then on Monday... There's going to be a resistance panel, 
uh, a look back at the first season and a look ahead with producers and cast members. And almost all of the cast members of Resistance are going to be there. Uh, at Celebration, at least. I'm assuming they'll be at this panel, too. That's going to be pretty cool. I think of those three, the one that we have the best chance of getting into is probably the Monday one. Because Monday tickets are not sold out uh, yet. Although I'm sure they will be, but it does mean that even the people who have the weekend-long tickets... amazing. Like, if you just start Resistance and you're like... It's a good show, but I don't want to know if I want to keep watching it. Yeah. You should. Yeah. It's worth it at the end. Yeah. I mean, the few episodes are a little, like, slow, kind of. Uh-huh. But then once you get to the last ones, it's like, this is amazing. So yeah. it's definitely worth it to watch it all. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. slow slow burn at the beginning, uh, and there's some, and some of the quite a bit of silliness. Are probably gonna make you like cringe because the jokes are cringy. <laughs> there's yeah. some cringiness. Um, but yeah, it did it did end well, and I think the second season, I'm assuming, is going to have a little bit more of a serious tone. And you know, we might look back on the first season eventually and like, think, oh, remember how how innocent it used to be? Remember how like, silly exactly it used to be? Like, that's exactly with Rebels. Kind of, yeah. yeah like, the yeah. first season, it used to be, like, silly. Like, Ezra yeah. was yeah. wasn't as mature as he was in the fourth sure. season. Sure, sure. I should say that we are recording this episode with Emma in the room. Emma, come on over. Did well, you have something you to say? say? hi? We're just over here talking. Oh, yeah. I was just walking around. You just walking around, okay? You're so you were sitting on Porgy over there, right? I was. Yeah, just kind of resting yeah, on Porgy, on your giant Porg. If you want to come sit here, you can. We're just talking about stuff. Yeah. But you don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, we're just going to talk for a little bit longer, and you can either listen or you can say, "Oh, I have something to say about that," and and, and let us know what you think. If you want to talk, you can talk. Yep. Okay. We anything about Star Wars, if you want to say. Okay. All right. So, uh, there's also on Saturday, there's going to be a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order panel about the video game. I'd really like to go to that one. Uh, the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel is going to be on Monday. And we might be able to get into that one. Oh, yeah. The 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. That would be a really fun one. That would be awesome. Um, and I feel like... People like the Phantom Menace, but they don't like it as much as the other stuff. Yeah. So not as much people want to maybe might want to get into it. Well, yeah, it's also Monday. I think a lot of people are going home on Monday, yeah. right? And, and we are going home so on I Monday. So I think, but <laughs> but we're yeah, gonna but try to go to celebration good first. Chance yeah. of getting into maybe those. maybe, and there's gonna be a Galaxy's Edge. Monday, the last day. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be driving back on Monday, but so we'll be staying there every single day. Staying there? What do you mean? I mean, like. We'll be there for celebration every day. That yeah. celebration's gonna. That's the plan. Okay. Yep. Um, Galaxy's Edge panel on Saturday also. Uh, I They said there might be a few surprises. My guess is they're going to bring the animatronic Hondo. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, would be that would be amazing. Awesome. Be really awesome. <laughs> I would love, love to see that. And uh, because we haven't recorded a proper episode in almost a month... Um, we have a lot of announcements of like people who are going to be there. Like a whole entire list. Yep. So I'm just going to go through it, and you guys let me know You know if anything pops out, if anything you're really excited about. Uh, Ian McDermott, who plays the Emperor, is going to be there. Yep. Uh, Brian Herring, who is a BB-8 puppeteer, uh, one of the people who controlled BB-8. The other half uh, of BB-8. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Mark Dodson. Who is uh, Salacious B. Crumb? I wonder if they do like the voice. The laugh, yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. 
Uh, Lando Calrissian himself, Billy D. Williams. Ooh. Yep. Uh, and he's probably going to show up in the... He's going to be in episode 9. Yeah, they he's probably going to show up in the episode 9 panel. Oh, at the panel. Yeah. I hope so. Hopefully. Maybe. Um, I'm Alan- never going to... I'm ever, ever going to think... I'm never, ever going to think of Lando the same way again. After Solo? Yeah, me neither. No. Yeah. They did a good job. No, not after Solo. Oh, after what? It's because, like... I don't know. It's just... Probably, like, Solo, I guess, kind of. Yeah. It's just... He's different from Solo. He's going to be an old man in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. So much more different. Right. Yeah. 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 Alan Tudyk, who played K2SO, and uh, he also plays a character in Firefly that your mom and I really like. Uh, So that'd be really cool to to meet him. Uh, Freddie Prinze Jr., Kanan, Taylor Gray, Ezra, uh, Anthony Forrest, who is the uh, Move Along trooper. Uh, what was that one again? Sand Trooper, who says, move along. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. I can't believe we know uh, who that is. <laughs> uh, John Morton, who plays Dak. Dak! Cool. Right, he's the guy, the guy in the back of the snowspeeder that dies when Luke is, uh, attacking the Adats. Spoiler alert! Uh, yep, sorry Emma, if Emma's listening, now she knows Dak dies. Um... <sighs> Uh, Julian Glover, who plays Veers, is going to be there. Uh, Veers is the commander in the ADAT that Luke was attacking when Dak died. Uh, Michael Culver, who plays Captain Nita. Apology accepted, Captain Nita. Right? Gets choked by Vader. Uh, Ray Park, Darth Maul. Awesome. What's she doing over there? Exercising? Rolling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Emma what, you, Emma, what are you doing over there? Are you rolling around? No. No? Okay. I'm just pushing myself. You're pushing yourself? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ray Park is always really fun. Um, oh, I would yeah, love to see. Oh, yeah, doesn't he do like a little, like a, with kids? He brings there? kids up onto stage usually and does Ooh. like a little lightsaber training. So cool. uh, I would love to go to a panel with him in it. Emma, what are you doing? Just rolling around there on the floor? Alright. <laughs> Silly. Hey, Emma, what do you think of Darth Maul? Yeah? Is he scary? <laughs> all right. Is he cool? No. No, he's not cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> not cool at all, Ray Park. Um, yeah, and of course, Ray Park was Maul in Solo, also. Not the voice of Maul, but... The actor who played Maul. Um, and Matt Lanter, the voice of Anakin in The Clone Wars. Tia Surkar, the voice yeah, of, I Sabine. Just got the, of Sabine. The way far, way far, and you, way far. You rolled all the way to the bed? Yeah. That's amazing. Um, By the way, we're recording on a bed if you didn't know Oh, that. yeah. I think, well, yeah. That's where we record, on the bed. <laughs> um, yeah. That's just, you know, no fancy studio for us. That's That's not how we roll. We roll on the floor like Emma. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul Bettany, who is uh, Dryden Voss. That'd be cool to meet him. Uh, Riz Ahmed, Bodhi Rook. Hermione Cornfield, who play Corfield, not Cornfield. Oh, are you a turtle now? Yeah. Okay. Hermione Corfield, who plays Tally Lintra in The Last Jedi. Tally, the, pl- the pilot, right? Oh, yeah. Aaron Kellyman, Enfys Nest. Oh, she's I I hope she's in more Star Wars. 
Ahmed Best, the one and only Jar Jar Binks. Wait, so there's Riz Ahmed, and then there's Ahmed Best. Yep. He's the best. Why do people not like him? Wisa so What if his name was Ahmed Ahmed Riz? At Star Wars Celebration. Wisa Ahmed. So happy. If the person who played Jar Jar's name was Ahmed Riz, that'd be so funny. Oh, that would be funny. Emma's just running around if you hear it. You know, you just got to record when you can record, right? <laughs> uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick Warwick Davis. Who is, uh, he's Wicket to the Ewok. He's also walled in The Phantom Menace, the little Rodian. Okay, the little Rodian friend. Yeah. Uh, he's Weasel in The Phantom Menace and Solo, remember? Yep, he's in the, he's in the audience sitting next to Watto uh, during the pod race. Oh, but then he uh, left his life of gambling and became uh, part of the rebellion with uh, the Cloud Riders, Emphis Nest's Cloud Riders. Yep, Weasel. Uh, Bobby Moynihan, who voices Orca from Resistance, he's going to be there. He's also from Saturday Night Live. A lot of people know him as a very funny Flicks and Orca. You know the the junk trader, oh, the trader yeah. people. Not junk traders, but they have a shop. Uh, Annabelle Davis, who plays Thromba, the Fergosian in The Force Awakens. What? The Fergosian, there's those fuzzy yellow guys, you know? The, oh, like, yeah! Um, I love those Like Opie Pit, Opie Pit in Resistance is uh, from uh, Fergosian. Yep. Are you running, Emma? Are you just exercising? Okay. <laughs> um, Annabelle, uh, no, there's uh, Penny McCarthy, who is a cantina creature performer. Mm. So she played... Cre- multiple creatures in the original cantina scene in A New Hope. That's, That's cool. awesome. That's cool. Uh, Lauren Peterson, who is an industrial light and magic pioneer. He's a model maker for the first six Star Wars movies. So this person is, he's one of two people who made Slave One. He also oh. worked on a ton of stuff. Like in A New Hope, he d- he made the model, because it was all models then, right? Mm-hmm. For the escape pod, the sand crawler, the Star Destroyer. I mean, he helped on it, right? I'm sure he didn't do it all himself. Wow. The X-Wings, X-Wing, the TIE Fighter, the Y-Wing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, he did Cloud City, the Executor, the Star Destroyer, right? Uh, the Snow for Hoth. He, like, worked what? on that, yeah. Uh, Millennium Falcon, Slave One, Star Destroyer, yeah. So he worked on a ton of stuff, even in the prequels. Designed the Jedi Temple and the Mos Espa Grand Arena for the uh, for the pod race. Ton of stuff. So that's cool. He's going to be there. Uh, he'll be signing autographs, but I, I, ho- I would love to see... Because, you know, there's, like, a behind-the-scenes stage where we find out. We get to... <laughs> there's a... Oh, Anna's playing hide-and-seek with Emma. Okay, so, you know, there's a behind-the-scenes stage where, like, a lot of these people who worked on the movies, right, behind the scenes on the movies, not the actors, right, not the directors, but the people who did made the models, the people who did the, the CGI for Jar Jar, right, those people are talking about how they did it and what it was like to make the movie in that awesome. way. And those panels are a lot easier to get in, and I think, you know, we're going to end up going to those more because we don't have to camp out overnight to get into them, and right, they're going to yeah. be great. They're going to be awesome. There's nothing that's not going to be awesome at Star Wars Celebration. I'm not going to stand in line. I'm not going to sleep on a concrete floor overnight to get into a panel. We're just not going to do it, which means that we might not get into the Episode Nine panel. Hopefully, that's we, fine. we we can watch it somewhere else, and we can get into like the overflow, right? So we're right. watching it on a big movie right, screen yeah. with uh, hundreds of other Star Wars fans. 
oh no, that doesn't sound completely awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. We're going to have so much fun. And I'm yeah. I'm trying to let go of that idea that we have to be there in the same room as the actors. Because it's, you know, I'd like to maybe do it for one or two things. Maybe if Anthony Daniels has his own one-man show that he That'd does. Cool, yeah. He's funny. And it'd be hopefully kind of easy to get into. Not easy, but, you know, not as hard. And I love Anthony. His, like, I love C-3PO. Nine. Yeah, exactly. Because that's going to be impossible to get into without, like, sleeping. This is, this is how we record a podcast. I mean, what do you think? We're just sitting here talking about Star Wars. It's pretty fun. We try to do it once a week. Okay. Yeah. So we're almost done recording. We're talking about all these people that are going to be at this big party that we're going to go to in a, in a few weeks. Oh, a few well, weeks. A few weeks, oh my gosh. say it like that, it makes me... <gasps> oh. Less than a month. Like three yeah. weeks, right? Uh, like three and a half, yeah. All right. Who else is going to be there? Forrest Whitaker. Sagarera, right? Uh, Katie Sackhoff, who plays Bo-Katan. Oh, and was a main character. Bo-Katan. It's Bo-Katan. I love Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. I love Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan? I love Bo-Katan. Oh, maybe it is Bo-Katan. I don't know. It's Bo-Katan. Okay. Liam says it's Bo-Katan. Emma, what do you think? Bo-Katan or Bo-Katan? <laughs> no comment. She just turns around. She's like, uh, I don't know. You're no comment Emma. from Emma. Is that funny, Emma? <laughs> oh. uh, um, yeah, she was Katie Sackhoff was also a uh, main character. She played uh, Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica, Starbucks? which your mom and I Starbuck, <laughs> which your mom and I watched and enjoyed, and she was great in that. Uh, Lee Towersy, who is a droid builder, is going to be there. He uh, he was like a fan, like kind of like the 501st, right? And he would build droids, right? That was his hobby. And he was so good at it that Lucasfilm contacted him and asked him to make droids for The Force Awakens. That yeah. would be a dream come true for someone <laughs> like that, though. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Like, yeah. what? Uh, Josh Lee, who had a hand in building K2SO and BB-8, is also going to be there. Um, and Matt Denton, who is an electronic design and development supervisor for The Force Awakens and Rogue One, and Hugh Corshi, who plays Panaka, Ooh. is going to be there. Uh, which I am, you know, Panaka plays a pretty big part, at least in the beginning of Queen's Shadow. And his first name is Quarsh. Quarsh Panaka. Do you remember that, Anna, from the Leia novel? Quarsh Panaka? His first name is Quarsh. I forget. Which is I funny, because he's played well, Q-U-A-R-S-H. Because oh. Hugh Quarshy plays Panaka. That's, That's the actor who plays Panaka. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, and the big the big panel, we, were talked, we talked about it already a little bit. Episode 9 panel is going to be on Friday, which is great, because that means the trailer's going to drop on Friday, the title's going to come out on Friday... We're hoping all of that will happen. Um, and then so, we'll have all weekend long to talk about it with all of the Star Wars fans. It's going to be so fun. That's going to be amazing. Oh, I so can't wait. That night, we'll probably watch it like six times. No, more than six. In, in, the, uh, in the hotel in room? In the hotel room? We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll no, we'll just go down the to the bar. Someone will oh. have a TV. They'll we'll be playing it over and over again, going through it, like, <laughs> step by step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll It'll see it in overflow, and then we'll go into our, and then that night we'll go into our hotel and we'll just watch it. Like oh yes, yeah. we'll probably do like a special episode just talking about the trailer, right? Like a reaction core episode for the and trailer. It'll start out like this. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! Right. The trailer just dropped. I can't believe the name of episode nine is Oh my gosh. I can't believe <laughs> the name of episode nine is The Fallen Jedi. 
<laughs> oh, oh, wouldn't that be something? That's the that name would... of that video game. Oh, really? Fallen Jedi. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's where I got it. The Balance of the Force. That is clever. That's what a lot of people I are. guess I just got it from that yeah. video game. <laughs> um, uh, you're just rolling on the floor. Yeah, my, uh, <laughs> Silly. The Fallen Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so evil. The end. For realsies. For realsies. <laughs> the end of the Skywalker saga. For realsies. Alright. Emma, do you know what time it is? No, it's not time for all of us to roll around on the floor with you. <laughs> not yet. It's time for... Stump the Lump! She's like, what? <laughs> so uh, we got to stump the lump question, uh, courtesy of Evan. Emma, you know Evan. Evan sent us a question, a stump the lump question that I'm going to ask you kids. I knew the answer of this question, but um, I don't know if you will. Liam, I think maybe you used to. We'll see if you still do. You could ask me first. Who built uh, Jabba's Palace? Who, what were, what are the names of the beings who constructed Jabba's Palace? Characters. Characters in Star Wars? Yes, yes, yes. Not the, uh, not like the model maker. Yeah. The characters in Star Wars. I have no idea. Uh, well, we see one of them in Return of the Jedi walking in the background. Looks like a big spider with a brain in the jar. Uh, I gotta look at it. Oh, those tanks. Yeah, do you remember what they're called? No. You used to. Big spiders with the brain in the jars. What's going on over there, Emma? She's looking at my toes. <laughs> Oh, does Anna have a hole in her sock? Yeah. No, yeah. my socks are off. Oh, okay. Oh, and your toes ripped? Apparently. Wow. Big, you have big muscles <laughs> on your toes. Anna's feet are ripped. Oh. <laughs> Anna, any idea? Who what? built Jabba's um, Palace? The, it's the spider-looking spider robot things with the brain in the jar. You remember what they're called? Liam, you used to know this. The brain jar. You have the Lego of this. It came you with Jabba's Palace. You used to love those. And you used to always say their name, and I would always get a kick out of how you knew their name. But I just forget. Much like many things, you just kind of forget if you don't repeat if them, right? If you tell me right, right now, I'll be like, <laughs> no. if you tell me right now, I'll be like oh. But Omar Monks. What? Oh, no. Nope, you don't remember? The spider things? Yeah, the Boomer monks. Oh. No yep. idea. So, so Java's palace used to be a monastery, and then he kind of took it over. Right? Careful, Emma. Oh, oh Emma's, Emma's up on the so bed. Mean. You want to sit on my lap, Emma? No, or you want to sit between me and Anna? Mean. Okay, Anna's coming to, uh, Emma's coming to join us. Mm. Hi, Emma. All right. So, Java's mean? Well, yeah. What do you, Emma, you said that Java the Hutt looked kind of like a rock, right? Uh-huh. Yep. A slimy yeah. rock. A slimy rock. Yeah, yeah. With eyes. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for today. Uh, we got Emma's kind of breathing to accompany us here for the outro. Uh, she's got a thumb in her mouth. You're going to so breathe like Darth Vader? She's got that, ooh, that Darth Vader breathing. Can we get a close, close-up close audio of that? Can I try, Emma? Ooh, that's a good one. Can I try, Emma? Oh, Anna's going to try. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear Liam's. Let's hear. Let's hear Liam's. He always. I thought you said it was Hober. No, Hober. you used to call it Hober all the time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> That's what you were like. <laughs> Let me see if I can try. That's good. Is that pretty just so good? you guys know, he just added an audio of the real Darth Vader breathing. Did not. Oh, he did it! <laughs> you liar! He actually I did, did it. not. He did. <laughs> but thank you. You thought it sounded that good. I appreciate the compliment, Liam. <laughs> Emma, yeah, Emma, what do you think? Of what do you think, Emma? Was that a good Darth Vader? Pretty good, was huh? It scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, for waiting for this episode to come out, and uh, you know, sticking with us. Sometimes we have to take breaks, just like everybody, right? Emma, do you ever need breaks? Sometimes you just have to take a break, right? Yep. So we took a break, and now we're back. And, you know, Celebration's going to be really busy for us, so we might take one more break before that so I can prepare, because and I'm going to try to put out... And we still need a hand microphone. Oh, oh. Mm. I'm going to try to put out... Yeah, you're right, Anna. I'm going to try to put out... I might just use my phone. I might at this point. We'll see. But, you know, I'll try to put something out at least once a night. Um, try to get one episode out every night in the hotel room. I'm not going to be able to go to sleep anyway. I'm going to be up, excited thinking, about the next day, thinking. and thinking about everything. So, I'll probably be, like, sneaking off into the bathroom to record, like, extra stuff about the day. While you kids are sleeping. I don't know. We'll see. Uh <laughs> Somebody's just like, just, okay, I'm recording in the bathroom because the kids are sleeping. Yeah. So, yeah. Bop. <laughs> Stop it. Come on, dude. <laughs> Not that loud. I'm trying to record a no, podcast. I don't here. mean the public bathroom. I'm at our hotel bathroom. <laughs> oh, I thought you yeah, meant the public bathroom. <laughs> I thought you meant the public bathroom. Well, Will they be able to hear you in the. <laughs> oh, is Liam so silly? Uh, I actually funny. thought you meant okay. the public bathroom. Yes, I get it. Really I get it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening to episode 127. That's a big number, huh, Emma? 127? Yeah. 127 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are children of the force our email address is emma do you want to say forcechildren at gmail.com okay (laughs) forcechildren at gmail.com our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com okay for those of you who are new it's actually www yeah for those of you who are new to the internet and don't know that there's three W's in the website no, address. No, for those of you <laughs> anyway, head on over. I told someone, I told someone oh, about our podcast. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yes. So I wanted you, to be you, like, we yeah. have maybe one new listener, yes. Maybe. Uh, or more. Or more than that. He's throwing your elbows? Uh, what are you doing? Your pushing elbow's me? in my cheek. <laughs> Why are you pushing me with your elbow? What's going on here? <laughs> you curled up into the bed. Her elbow's on my cheek. <laughs> oh. Silly. <laughs> All right, head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force. Leave us a voicemail that we would love to play on the show. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us. Like Spotify. 
Sure, on Spotify would be great too. It really does help the show get in more people's ears if you leave a review. Spread the word. Did you like it? Tell somebody else. We'd really appreciate it if you did that. All right. For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm... Oh. <laughs> let's, let's try that again. Anna's about to say, I'm Anna, and Emma gives the microphone. I'm sorry, that is swapping oh. everywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's hold this down uh, for just Okay, a just one second, Emma. All right. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. Say, I'm Emma. I'm Emma. And may the force be with you! What are you doing, Yama? You're Love so that. silly! There's a spider in my here! <laughs> There's a spider on Al. There's a spider on me? <laughs> yeah. oh, no. Ah, get him down! Ah, ah, no spiders ah. are getting on me! Oh, no spiders are on me. <gasps> you better go get him! Watch an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood.